Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hello, I'm Evelyn Uribe and I was part of the production team on The Estate. Welcome to our third bonus episode of the season. Today, you will listen to Angelina and Calvin as they navigate the streets of Stockton, visiting the key locations that form the background of our story, from downtown to the spots where the liquor stores were. This tape was originally four and a half hours long, capturing Angelina's first trip to Stockton as she discovered the city and delved into the story of Calvin Jones and Rosalio Estrada. Here are some fragments of Angelina and Calvin's ride along. Enjoy the episode. It is Wednesday at 9.45. I'm headed out the door to go see a Mr. Calvin Jones. Hi, Snow. Hola, Tio Lupe. Okay. So what do I need to do here? I need to just go straight. Go past these lights. Then at the next set, turn left. At the lights. Use the left two lanes to merge onto I-5 South. Where is Mr. Calvin at? We got Tacos El Gruyente here on the right. Is this Mr. Calvin? Hello, Mr. Jones. Good, I am so sorry I'm running late this morning. Are you leaving? Okay, I was nervous. I thought maybe Miss Deborah kicked you out or something. <laughs> I see you here on the street corner with a bag of clothes. Yeah, we gotta take stuff to the Salvation Army. That's good. Okay, I'll, uh, should I park or? Oh, I'll, I'll up. Okay, okay. I just gotta go to my shoes. I'll Okay, great. I'll just, uh, I'll pull out in front right here. Okay, sounds good. Tell your wife I say hi. When you come back, I guess we can start over at the store across the street. Okay, you tell me the route, sir. Um, also, I, I am rolling, by the way, just so you know. Okay. Um, what I was thinking is, I need to understand South Stockton. And so, what are some major places in South Stockton? Maybe where was that, where did you used to live when you met Rosie? Right around the corner, right here. Oh, great. 
Everything uh, is in this area. Everything is in this area. Right. We should have went walking instead. Did you live here really your whole life right here in South Stockton? Uh, yes. Uh, Cross Street down the street. Went through uh, redevelopment, moved up this way from where the freeway came through. So there are some beautiful buildings here. Yeah. In South Stockton, beautiful old buildings. Look at that apartment building. That's like a beautiful, it almost looks like a cream brick on this corner with these nice balconies. It's a different type of architecture than I've really seen it in, in other parts of Stockton. Yeah, this is the part of Stockton where as a young person, uh, you want to turn right at this corner that we couldn't come to. Why? It was just off limits to black and brown people. Oh, was this white Stockton? Yep. Magnolia Historic District. <laughs> it certainly isn't white Stockton anymore. No, not anymore. Okay, this uh, coming up is Mr. Michaels used to be offices right here. On this corner? Located right here. Right here. Right. I'm just going to park right here off okay. the street. So, describe to me where we are. Well, I guess this used to be downtown. More or less downtown Stockton. And I'll say middle of Stockton right now. Can you describe it a little bit to me? Like, what does it look like? Uh, today or back then? Back then and today. This was the most commercial where most of your attorney's office was, uh, doctor's office. All those things uh, used to be in this part of town because it was close to the courthouses only like four blocks away. So this was a, like a business for uh, doctors, uh, lawyers, uh, architects, professional area. And yet professional people lived in the house around here. But, but you said something interesting that back in the day... We never came here unless we went to a doctor somewhere downtown down here. But as far as coming here just to, uh, like, visit the park and stuff, no, we never came here. Why? It was kind of, we just didn't do it. It was kind of, like, known that this wasn't for us, you know, not to play, not to uh, enjoy, I guess. We just know our place back there. All right, let's take a look at um, Dr. or Mr. Attorney, Ma Michael's, Attorney office. Michael's office. Okay. Here's his office right here. This was a driveway that where you went through. I'll show you where Lee June Williams lived at. Lee June Williams is, is the woman who was a witness? Uh, yes, who testified in my trial. She saw Mr. Hall get out of the car and she saw a white person in the back slumped over and she identified Hall, Mr. Hall and some other person coming out of the driveway. It was raining and all that stuff that night. So, so his office was here and this was his building, Mr. Michael's building. It's literally right across the street from, from Attorney Michael's office. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was a New York Life Insurance office right here. Okay, this is a parking lot right here where they claim Mr. Velio was killed at or whatever. What the version, the latest version that I heard in the court documents is that this is where he was accosted, right. that this is where someone held him at gunpoint and made him go back into his vehicle, back into his car, and then forced him to drive to another location. Um, yes, this is that, this is this location. But you, if you notice, it's one detective who was telling you all of this, right? His name is Ross. This is his interpretation, but nobody really knows if that really happened. Who puts Virgilio here? Who are all the people Legion who- Williams and Ross. Attorney Michaels doesn't put him here? No. Nobody else sees Virgilio here? No. No one else sees no one here. They don't even see a car here except Lee June Williams. Which, if, it, if this structure remained the same, I mean, it's a one-story building that kind of wraps around the block. It's a very open parking lot. From here, from the street, I can see all the cars that are in the parking lot yeah. from here. Right. It's pretty open. It's, open. it's not hidden by other structures. It's not a narrow parking lot. So, like, like I was saying, that you literally can walk from Michael's office to New York Life. This is where... Raywan Quinn, the agent. This was his office right here. Where? Do you remember what floor? Uh, no, not really. But it's supposed to have been the same, scene of the crime. Well, where it starts. Where it starts. But no one really knows. So we know um, on this street, is attorney Michael's office, where according to the prosecution, Virgilio arrived in the early evening. Then he, according to the prosecution, was accosted um, from that parking lot, driven out. And you will show me the... Go straight. Go straight, okay. The estate will be back after the break. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. 
Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Okay, so you talk about this part right here to the right? Yep. This is where they found Virgilio's body. Right. Let's see if I can find a spot to park. Okay. Can you tell me what were some of the, like, the buildings around each one? This used to be the post office. That one, that big building right there? That was the main post office. The big building here was, uh, was a telephone company. I know we used to have to come down and pay our bills. The telephone company. This day, the doctor's office. And this was just a... Like the car dealerships, all that stuff was down here. You had all your major car dealers. They were all located in this area. But what's crazy to me is that this is a pretty public area. Like, yeah. why would you, if you had to kill somebody, right? Like, if I had to kill somebody, I wouldn't kill them in the middle of, like, not the middle of downtown, but on the outskirts of downtown in a park. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, how did nobody see that? They had people out here that saw him out here. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. But then also, to be fair, it was December 31st, so those places were closed. All of them. You know, the post office is closed, right. the phone company is closed, the bank is closed. So, so to be fair, you wouldn't have had employees you know, getting into their cars or whatever at, at uh... Not, not around. Whatever time they claim it happened. Yeah. But it seems like a very nice park. Lots of trees. There's not really a lot of benches. There's a little area right here where you can do some exercise. Do you know where they said that they found him? No, no. Well, it, it has... You know, it's not a secluded park by any means. 
Where are we off to next, Calvin? Uh, what do you want to see next? Yeah, just, I think, to check out your side of town, check out uh, maybe where you went to school, go look at your, your house where you lived, look at the liquor stores, the construction business. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll go from there. Okay. <clears throat> This is the hospital where they went to. Right oh, over to the... where they brought Virgilio? Right. Okay. Oh, so I see we it's are at the late. intersection of Harding and California Street. And um, everything south of Harding was considered South Stockton. Right. Got no, it. North Stockton. Got it. Well, this is... I mean, back this way. South. Yeah. Right. Well, it was to us, it was just off limits as a young person. I understand. Wow, this is beautiful. That's an old, beautiful city hall. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's just get out real quick. Okay. Calvin, what are some of the things that you used to do here at City Hall? Uh, we come to city protests mostly. Protest what? Uh, conditions, working conditions, uh, stuff like that. Uh, advocate for for housing, all that stuff back in the day. But you used to drive up from South Stockton right. with Rosie to come here where your people don't live, where yeah. you don't hang out at the parks. Right to come and complain at City Hall? Yeah. You were never scared? No. I'm not afraid of white folks. <laughs> never have been. But no, we come here all, almost, well, Rosie did more than I did. He was up here almost every week on an issue. You've been at City Hall since you've been back too? I got a lawsuit going with him right now with the police department in the city. Calvin, I'm suing them right now. You're suing them right now? Yeah. Why, why are you suing the city right now? They informed me that I couldn't go into the cannabis business because I was an ex-felon. And that's illegal. And I believe that what they're doing is that they're discriminating against a class of people, blacks and browns. We come out of prison, we got a, you got a felony record. And how can you stop me in this city, in the state, and the uh, cannabis laws doesn't say I can't participate because I'm an ex-felon. Only the city of Stockton, who the police department have to agree to give you a permit to work in the industry or own a license. And I have a right to work in that industry. I hear you. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I'll find however I can to make some money. I guess it's not in the cannabis well, business. it's not really about the money itself. It's about the fairness and letting younger people know and I try to let the guys who are dealing 
so-called illegal drugs and showing them where they got to get legal in the system. The way you make the money has become legal. And they saying that they can't get in it because of certain things like uh, the so-called act that the city have put on them. And it's a selective process. So if I don't fight it, who's going to fight it? There's no blacks in the industry. There's no Mexicans in the cannabis industry. It's Stockton. That's ridiculous. We buy it. We smoke it. But we can't be part of it? That's crazy. No, that's got to change. To me, I'm doing a disservice to the minority community by accepting injustice. And that's how I could help, I believe. Maybe I can't, but that's what I believe. Why is it so important for you to help, Calvin? Why? During my lifetime uh, coming up, I was around, like Cesar Chavez, people like him, that, and Dolores Paredes, who really was dedicated to causes, right? And me and Rosie was dedicated to injustices back then for justice. You know, we start with the farm workers. We knew the conditions of the Filipinos because we went to school with them. And actually the Filipinos started the farm labor movement. We used to work with them all the time. I mean, they were our neighbors. We lived next door to them. So we understood their plight. We'll be back with more after the break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, you're going to let me know where I need to go, sir? Just go straight up here and turn left. We built this hotel right here. Which one? Right here on the corner. The Howard Johnson? Yeah. But it wasn't the Howard Johnson back then, or it was? No, it was, uh, uh... 
Motel so, 6. Oh, so you used to be a Motel 6. Right. And you you built the Motel 6. Yeah. Or it was called something different back then. No, it was a Motel 6 back then. So we you built a, a company called Specialty Restaurants. They had a bunch of so you built it for specialty restaurants. Yeah, we had this right here on the right. corner. That's pretty big. Yeah, well, it was we were the first minority contractor to build something like this in stock. Now this area here, all this was considered South Stockton. I'll show you where we had one of our stores, liquor stores in this area. Did you, did you and uh, Rosie have any business over here? Just a store over there. We serviced this whole area. Oh, you serviced this whole area. Yeah. So we knew everybody because they'd come in the store. Oh my goodness. You were a businessman, sir. Oh, well. You had stores on two locations on Martin Luther King Drive. Uh, not on Martin Luther King, off in that area. But on each corner where Stockton was, like this was the end of Stockton. Then we had the other one on Main Street, right in the main part of Stockton. This was yours right here? Right. I'm gonna take a picture of it. Okay. Was it called, was it Was it similar to this building? Yeah, it's Is all it, the same. It's the same building? Yeah, this here. Back. But who, who did you service here? Like who were your clients over here? Over here? Yeah. Uh, Predominantly middle class, well, so-called middle class, uh, whites, blacks. Then yeah. became predominantly black area. Mm -hmm. And uh, just everybody in this community. Mm -hmm. This was, I was, we're the only store out here. You were the only store out here? Yeah. Back in the day? Back in the day, we're the only liquor store. So we had, uh, our clientele was really, we had a large clientele. Let's go take a look at your other liquor store. What it once was. So you had the liquor store right here. This was also Port City Liquors. Right. But this was the one that was on Main Street? Oh, Main Street. Because this is Main Street right here. Okay. So this is the liquor store on Main Street. The White House with the trim next yep. to the bakery. Yep. I lived there. That's where I was raised. That's where you were raised? Yeah. Right here on Main Street. What was this neighborhood like when you were growing up? Middle class. A lot of, still a lot of white people lived there. And so it was, it seems like it was a mixed neighborhood mixed then. Neighborhood. Real mixed. Yeah. Blacks. Were there Latinos at that time or no? Yeah. What was your construction business like? Did you have a nice office? Tell me, describe it, tell it to me. Like as if we were walking in right now, what would it look like? A reception center, had secretary, and we had the architectural design on one side. We had, in the back, we had our computers. Uh, then we had our offices. It was business office. Rosie had his office, I had mine, and Tony Virgilio had his. Where would you guys go to lunch? Uh, downtown. You would go to lunch downtown, all three of you? No, just me and Rosie. We never, he never, uh, 
he was only part of us through the construction. We never, me and Rosie were way back. He was just somebody that came along. He was good in his field of what he knew of how to run jobs, do that kind. He knew the business, right? I almost feel like we're in the middle of nowhere now, Calvin. <laughs> I do, where are you taking me? Back to my house. <laughs> thank you, Calvin. Okay, thank All you. right, you have a good day, okay, sir. Okay, and I'll send you any information. You yeah. Need. Bye, sir. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, please help us with a five-star rating, write a review, and share it with your friends. The complete first season of The Estate is available wherever you get your podcast. The Estate was produced by Sonoro in partnership with Tinderfoot TV. Hosted by me, Alex Estrada and Angelina Mosier-Salazar. Reported by Angelina Mosier-Salazar. Investigated by Angelina Mosier-Salazar, Alex Estrada, and Evelyn Uribe. Written by Angelina Mosier-Salazar and Alex Estrada. With help from Evelyn Uribe and Carlos Arenado. Edited by Ross Terrell and Jasmine Romero. Fact check by Sarah Moda and Evelyn Uribe. Mix and sound design by Manuel Parra and Daniel Padilla. Engineering by Josh Hahn, Sam Baer, and Brett Tubin at the Relic Room in New York City. Original music by Ernesto Aguirre. Our theme song is by Marcus Bagala. Executive produced by Alex Estrada. From Sonoro, executive producers are Joshua Weinstein and Camila Victoriano. From Tenderfoot TV, executive producers are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Special thanks to Lisa Pollock, Sarah Boannon, Christian Yatar, Rodrigo Crespo, Carmen Graterol, and Adriana Broger. <laughs>